There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota opens this October in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And Specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota opens Monday, October the 17th at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So the midway point in the Champions League group stages and the big two. So far, they've played six between them. Celtic with one point, two goals. Rangers, no points, no goals. Both of them bottom of their sections. What do you think about it? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We came in with such hopes being in the Champions League and both clubs in the Champions League. And with us, two men who know all about football at the top level, the former Rangers star, Kenny Miller, and the former Celtic striker and star, Andy Walker. Andy, Celtic first after last night. What did you feel? 3-1 defeat at Leipzig. Many people thought they would get at least a point. Yeah, I thought it was a good contest. I thought Celtic had a good number of chances. It wasn't to be. I think the better team won on the night. But I wouldn't put it past Celtic to turn it around when they play Leipzig at home. They're capable of beating them at home. And if they do... Yeah, they're still in with a shout of finishing second. And on Rangers, you saw Liverpool at the weekend, but yeah. my goodness, they were back to Liverpool on Tuesday night. Yeah, as soon as I came away from Anfield at the weekend, I thought, well, Rangers will go here and they'll, they'll definitely get a goal because uh, I couldn't believe the amount of chances that Brighton were getting at Anfield. I thought Rangers would be a bit more adventurous, a bit more attack-minded, but didn't see much evidence of that. And it was a very comfortable 2-0. It, it flattered Rangers. Kenny Miller is with us as well. Kenny, we saw you on Tuesday night. We'll go there first then. Anfield, what a scene, what a stadium. Rangers didn't expect to take much, did they? And they came away with nothing. But Alan McGregor, what a performance. Yeah, I mean, Alan was sensational. Had it not been for him, it would have been four or five. There's no doubt about that. And it would have been another another really poor result. You know what? On the face, yeah, it still was because I, I don't think Rangers really laid a glove on them. They, they can accepted the fact I think they were always going to be second best. Fully understand why you have to set up a certain way to give you a chance to win a game, but from within it, I think moving into, into next week, you'll need to be a lot more adventurous. It doesn't mean to say you need to change the system, but you need to have a, a bit more of attacking intent. And and that was the thing disappointing for me. I think when, when Rangers had the ball, they were... They didn't look. They had a lot of belief that they could keep it off Liverpool. I mean, that being said, Liverpool's press is is, is outstanding. But I, I think Rangers could have been better in possession of the ball and give a little bit more attacking intent. And Napoli's six-one win against Ajax. Does that give Rangers hope to take something? They've still still got to play Ajax. Of course it does. I mean, you can still. I think any any team at home, uh, Rangers and Celtic for that marking can beat anybody at home. That's been shown over the years. Uh, it shows how good Napoli are. You know, it really does. I mean, they've went through, they've, they've, they've dismantled Liverpool. They've, then obviously, I think their hardest test was probably Ibrox. Yeah. You know, when for, for an hour of the game before James Sands was sent off, it was it was in the balance. And, and then that result was, was incredible. It just shows how good they are and how strong this group is. It's a crazy game though, isn't it? We're talking about Napoli, who may well, I mean, they could be contenders for the trophy, the way they're playing at the moment. And yet Rangers gave them such a good game until James Sands was sent off. And what about Celtic? What do you think? You still believe? I mean, Celtic could get third. They could get second. 
I still, I still think it is in the balance. I mean, it's, at the moment when you look at the table, it's, it, it doesn't make good reading when no. you're sitting at the bottom of the table, but it's the way the fixtures have fell for, for Celtic. They've got a chance next week uh, against Leipzig. You've seen I mean, Rangers against Leipzig last year. I think that type of atmosphere and when you start fast, which Celtic always do, Rangers did in the night last year, it got right on top of those Leipzig players and, and they were all at sea in that first 25 minutes at Ibrox last year. So that'll be the similar... Uh, game plan for Celtic it always is under range they want to start fast they want to go on the front foot they want to play and create a lot of chances I think they'll have a lot of opportunities next week like they did last night and uh, there's no reason why they can't win and off the Shakhtar game a few weeks back I think Celtic can win the next two games and it'll put them into the driving seat to, to finish in the in the top two and uh, go through in the Champions League I think what you want is Cal McGregor fit because he makes Celtic a better team Champions League he's shown that he can perform there almost got a beautiful goal against uh, Real Madrid but just in general, and even that goal that uh, Celtic conceded when Kunku last night, I mean, Callum McGregor gave it away at the edge of uh, you know their box, yeah. but mm. he tracked back and was so unlucky that his tackle put it into Nkunku's path. But um, he's picked up an injury, and I know he'll miss the game at the weekend anyway yeah. because he's suspended, but hopefully he'll be fit for next week. Andy, some of the Celtic fans are saying that they would prefer, that they're happy enough if they go down into the Europa <laughs> League. Uh, what do you both think of that as former top pros? Celtic could still be second. I can understand fans think that, I, I think they think that Celtic might go further in a sort of home and away, two-legged affair, but uh, that'll, that'll never come into any player's thought process. Players want to win. Uh, you want there, There's a decent status, I think. Of getting through to the Champions League knockout uh, phase and up against a, you know, a big side uh, that would have finished top of whatever group they're in, but um, it's still all to play for. If Celtic can beat uh, Leipzig next week, then I think they'll beat Shakhtar, and that would that would put them second. So there's still a hell of a lot to play for. But I mean, they create chances everywhere they go. They need to they need to be a, a, a bit more ruthless, have a bit more of a cutting edge and they've got a chance. And it was cruel. Champions League is so quick, isn't it? Because Celtic almost scored. It was the best spell, Andy, in the first half. Kyogo, the header. Yeah. Great save by the subkeeper who'd come on. You mm. know, Celtic almost went one up and they got the VAR, quite rightly. And that's where VAR can go with you in both occasions. I think they got it right. And yet, thin margins, isn't it? Within seconds, they're upfield. The thing you just mentioned, Callum McGregor. Yeah, and I and think when you look at it over 90 minutes, I think the better side won. They scored three goals. The third goal was a thing of beauty. Uh, they had two marginally ruled out with VAR. They, they were the better team in the night, but Celtic did compete. And when it got to 1-1, you know, you wondered where the, the game might go. Celtic weren't prepared to sit in at all. They wanted to go and win it and uh, obviously caught out. It's mad, isn't it, in the Champions League? You look at uh, Shakhtar at the beginning thrashing Leipzig, and then Leipzig doing really well against Celtic, and then it, it, you just don't know what's going to happen. Are we playing at a level that we're, you know, at a table we're not really ready for, Rangers and Celtic just now? Or is that defeatist? Because the fans, they want more. I think I, I think they're more than capable on, on any given night to compete. It's uh, yeah, you need to be right at the top of their game. I think on on, on Celtic's part, they, they definitely have competed uh, more than competed. I mean, I think the what Andy said there is it's when you get those moments again you go back to Real Madrid where there's three or four actually I would say really decent opportunities for Celtic to score the first goal and you don't take them at that level it will come back to haunt you it's as simple as that Rangers 
maybe had a couple of moments against Napoli where they never took again the other two games Ajax and Liverpool they've not really been at the races in the in the game it's, I mean they've, they've been no re- I mean it's been a no contest really both games but I think Celtic have, have more than competed and Ange again to go back would you want to qualify or would you want second or third I think there's no way players are going to think about that there's definitely no way a manager's going to think that because you can build a big reputation on doing something uh, as, as a player as well by performing at this level and, uh, and I believe both teams are capable when they perform at the top of their game they're capable of playing these teams on any given day uh, unfortunately for Rangers they've not just quite hit the, the high levels of their mm. performance against Ajax or Liverpool it's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're with Kenny Miller, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney. Taking your calls 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We love to hear behind the scenes, Kenny. What was it like back at Anfield then? Some of the greats, we saw Alec Ferguson, Sir Alex in the crowd. You'd see Kenny. What was your day like? You saw Kenny Dalglish. Who did you rub shoulders with? No, it was brilliant. You know, like uh, even the drive in uh, to yeah. Anfield. I mean, you know, I only played there once. Uh, I've been there one game I went to watch uh, Liverpool Man United that was the game that Forland scored two so he was getting yeah. a lot of stick going into that yeah. game and he scored two goals and I was in the, the Man United end behind that goal that he had scored didn't he? Uh, but driving in it was the first time I've actually drove up in the car and see when you're driving through the streets and you see all the murals on the walls yeah. and you've got the pictures of the team and the manager on yeah. the houses I mean it's it's a proper proper football in city so that sets it to I'm driving in there about half four yeah. you know mm-hmm. so you're there three and a half hours before kickoff. off are right next to Andy it's, it's, you know, a, it's, it's an amazing setup. Yeah, it really the, is the other thing is you can see the, the new stand yeah. taking shape that, that away end that oh. Kenny's talking about yeah. I mean there's a there's a big new stand already been almost in place I think it'll be ready for uh, maybe next season but it's going to be some stadium and do you know what they'll fill it mm-hmm. the, they'll, they'll come and watch who did you see at the weekend Andy did you rub shoulders with some of your old uh, heroes Jason McAteer yeah. does yeah. a bit of mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool TV mm-hmm. I, I played with Jason at uh, Bolton lovely lovely course, guy yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's Liverpool born and bred so for him to play there that was as his team so it was good to say hello to him and um, yeah it's just a great Great sale. Amazing. Did you speak to Sir Alex? Did you get the chance no, to? No, yeah. we're too busy working, Paul. <laughs> yeah. there's, 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 there's Steve no time to socialise, you yeah. know. Well, Steve McMahon was there, obviously, Rio Ferdinand, sure. all the guys for BT, Michael Owen, Super Ali was obviously down yeah. as well. So it was, uh, it was. Uh, listen, it was a brilliant atmosphere to be there, pitch side or kind of positioned right in, right in front so of the Rangers yeah. fans. So mm. it was a brilliant experience. Been the, the atmosphere leading into the game was great. It kind of went a bit flat because I think of how the game went. To be honest, when it was. I said it was it was routine for Liverpool and then but it was uh, it was good to be part of it you know it was uh, yeah apart for the result we, we always get fired up for these you know yeah, the Scotland sure. England games yeah. are, are a bit special and we, we can compete financially but I mean some of the clubs in the Scottish Premiership can't compete with Celtic Rangers financially but as you saw with St Mirren a couple of weeks ago they can compete on the field and, and you just wanted them um, you know, Rangers to be a bit more adventurous, yeah. uh, especially after seeing Liverpool at the weekend because defensively they're not at it. And I know that uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold scored a fantastic free kick, mm. but defensively uh, there are question marks of him and that's why I thought Ryan Kent would be, he would be all over that game. I mean, he's in a position where he can go and sell himself and, you know, go and take on one of England's better uh, full-backs, right-backs. And, and show what you can do but you just didn't see much evidence of Kenny that. do you agree they weren't quite tested were they? I, I know a lot of oh, Rangers fans on our socials at Go Football Show wanted Rangers to have a bit more of a go no that's what I'm saying I could understand the setup because you've yeah. got the you've got the argument if you go back to Celtic a few years ago in the Champions League when they got done by yeah. PSG and, and again you're, you're going at you're, you're trying to play a certain way and you get and you get beat 
and then you don't do it and you kind of sit in and you try and protect what you've got initially and you lose 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 even and you think, oh well, we should have had more of a goal we never laid a glove on them so I can understand it but yeah, definitely you need to show off I mean, you need to score goals you know, yeah. the last mm-hmm. thing I think for Rangers now at the, at the halfway stage yet you look at the table with, with no points no goal scored minus 9, a 4-0, a 3-0, a 2-0 it doesn't make it makes horrific reading it really does so you don't want to go through it in the next three games and not pick up a point or score a goal or or at least, I mean, it's, it's almost done, you know, you're almost out of it. So do you try and be a little bit more like you are domestically? What, you've, what you're pretty good at, playing a certain way, when you're on the ball, make the most of it. Don't just accept turning it back over to the to a really, really good team like Liverpool because that's effectively what happened over the, over the course of the game. So, yeah, I think moving into next week in, in the last three games, Rangers fans definitely would like to see the team have, have, have a bit more of a go. There's a lot on the go. Man United playing against Neil Lennon's Simonia Nicosia this evening. Hearts here at home. The against The Hearts against Fiorentina, 8 o'clock at Tynecastle. And some of the breaking news today, Jim Goodwin, the Aberdeen manager, handed an H-man, H-match ban for his comments about Ryan Porteous, about the cheating comments. Six immediately mm. and uh, two of them suspended. What do you think, Andy? Your reaction to that? I- I've always said, Paul, I think cheating's part of the game, but I don't think you can you can call an individual out uh, the way that uh, Jim Goodwin did, and it was a dubious fool. He obviously felt strongly uh, about it, but I'm sure there'll be occasions this season when Jim Goodwin, one of his players, will win a dubious fool. He'll never call one of his own players a cheat, but they will. You know, they'll they'll try and push things to the limit. And uh, I don't think there's any team in the land who doesn't have at least one player who's not capable of winning a soft foul, a dubious foul, going to ground easily. Uh, it happens, but to then call that individual a cheat, um, I think it's harsh. Whether whether they'll appeal it, uh, six games with two suspended, eight in total, it, it, it does seem heavy. I, I don't know whether Aberdeen might feel as though they might want to uh, appeal that, but... Yeah, cheating's a part of the game in my view. Uh, you just yep. can't, uh, you know, aim it at one individual. It's a bit like the, you know, House of Parliament. You can't call anyone a no, liar. That's right. You can't use that I word. I mean, some yeah, of them, sure. some of them yeah. are well, economical yeah. with the truth. Indeed, in the extreme. So, but harsh. You would say it's harsh. I, I think it's harsh. Yeah. I tell you, yeah, Kenny. Absolutely, I think yeah. it's harsh. <clears throat> and everything Andy says is spot on. I think it's every team will have and it's not just one player I think any player that's, that maybe smells an opportunity to take advantage of a certain situation that, that again whether it be going through for a penalty and you initiate the contact to get the penalty I understand I think the frustration surrounding uh, Jim would have been that it's this, the same situation occurs with the same player a lot most weeks again and he's, he's again you could say he's really really good at bringing these kind of these uh, situations together with opponents uh, and ultimately lost the game as well, which at that moment, I think they were they were in a bit of inconsistent form, Aberdeen. They were winning one, they were drawing one, they would then lose, draw, then they're winning. So it was really frustrating that he lost the game and, and it obviously it boiled over. I mean, he has says he doesn't regret saying what he said and things uh, after the game and he would probably say it again. But you can't use that type of <laughs> He'd terminology. He'd be daft to say it again. Well, he, listen, he wouldn't say it again. Well, no. well listen, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But yeah. I think it's harsh. You know, It's probably one of the first times we've seen this type of action against 
I mean, it's a word, language, however of you course, want to call yeah. it, in terms of referring to a player. So, say, so listen, it'll be a lesson for anyone that that can't be, it can't be tolerated using that type of language moving forward. I wonder if the fact that Ryan Portis is something of a national hero after his performance for <laughs> Scotland last week yeah. has swayed the jury, if there was one. And a huge game here in this great city of Glasgow tonight. Scotland's women against Austria. Semi-final playoff for the World Cup. It's absolutely massive tonight. And let's hope we get a big crowd at Hamden because that could be so, it's so huge. You've both what, played. What, what are yeah. they expecting? What, 15, I, 20? I hope, we hope 20, I yeah. think. Yeah, maybe more tonight. Great. And you know what it's like, the, the Hamden Roar. Uh, look at England's women, you know, selling out. They sold, look at Arsenal the other week, the, the crowd they had down there. So let's hope we'll preview it before seven. Scotland against Austria tonight. 7.35 kickoff. And then it's a playoff with Ireland. So maybe they could do what we didn't manage to do on the way to the World Cup earlier this year. That's you uh, up to date so far. Let's hear from both managers then a quick break and then taking some of your reaction 0808 17 17 700 it is brilliant though to be talking Champions League isn't it I, I, I don't know it's uh, we want to hear what people feel but at the end of the day this is the Champions League you know Rangers got there no goals Kenny that is you could look at it and say come on surely um, when I talk about the strikers what about Morellas what's Cholak thinking for example but the Rangers fans don't want to say anything about Morellas we, we did it the other mm. night um, when we were doing the show they just don't want to say anything against him and yet with the talent he's got he should be doing more you know what right? I, I would be had he not done his job I would be the first one to jump on his back or, or anyone any player for that matter but you know what he got nothing you know, you've got to call it what it is. He got no service. There was very little support. Uh, it was chasing lost causes. He was up against... I mean, I've been in these situations when you're against... When you play that, that way and you're, you're on a bit of an island, you're up against two centre-backs that are a brilliant pairing and they just double-team you, you know. And yeah. Particularly when you've got a monster behind you like Van Dijk who the ball goes up to you, he's, he's got plenty of height on you, he's over the top, he's knocking it down and you've got Jordan Henderson's coming sweeping up and building the next attack. So I don't think Alfredo could have done much more to be honest with you given what he was given to work with. Uh, what it is, it's, it's another 70, 75 minutes under his belt of fitness mm -hmm. to, to, to get up to full speed. But like you say, you've got two guys here and, and, and Cholak and, and Morelos vying for that slot going into Saturday's game at home to St Mirren. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure both of them will look at it thinking that there'll be goals there with how they're, how they're performing at the moment. He, he needed Tillman. He needed Kent just to get on the ball, to go past players, face them up, you know, even just take, just carry it. Maybe carry it 20, 30 yards, get your, get yourselves from you know that defensive third into the middle, look for Morelos then, or the middle to the front, look for him. But as Kenny said, he got sure. uh, very little. And see, to be fair to Kent, yeah. like, like Kent, he had opportunities, and I think uh, I think Super Ali was even talking about mm -hmm. him on the show that uh, he had a couple of opportunities yeah. where he could have been really positive, mm -hmm. yeah. like Diaz did to win the penalty yeah. mm -hmm. uh, for the second goal, of, and he, he kind of chose not to do it, but he was the one. He was getting up close to Morelos. Yeah. He was trying to kind of get forward. At least he was he was trying to get up into that kind of final third to support or that opposition half to support. I just felt Tillman playing in that position mm. that he looks at the moment is is a really good player. There's no doubt about that. But he's a really good player when he's got the ball at his feet when it's when mm. it's going his way. And I was watching like the press of Liverpool was is outstanding. Yeah. And a some balls went longer, 40, 50 yards, maybe for a Leon King or a Goldson mm. or a or a Davies up to Morelos. And I was just watching Tillman and. 
he should be moving with the ball to support and he just kind of stood and watched it he barely moved off the bloody grass that he was standing on and from that position he should have been again like Kent was trying to do and get up and support he should have been one that was actually trying to anticipate where those knockdowns were going for uh, from Van Dyke rather than just letting Henderson sweep up it's funny because the press the Liverpool press yeah. was non-existent against Brighton Brighton were so clever one two touch football yeah. And that's why I thought Rangers will get a goal at Anfield because you know they're, they're ambitious. They've some of their best performances uh, they reserve for European competition, but just didn't see it. And uh, Liverpool are still a quality team. I mean, you look at the level of competition down there. Mm. I, I thought looking at them on Saturday, that's a top four team. Mm. It's not a Championship winning team by any means. They're, they're way off it. And this was Brighton. Mm. They're two 0 up. Should have been four. And the, uh, in the end, it was a it was a steal. Liverpool getting a point. Maybe they think that's their route to the the big trophy this year could be the Champions League, because nope. although they'd be up against uh, Manchester City, we'll maybe talk about mm. them as well. Loads to talk about. And what about Celtic? Joe Hart, of course, that moment um, he did what John McLaughlin did against Celtic just some weeks ago. Who would be a goalkeeper? We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! Getting close to the action here with Andy Walker, Paul Cooney and Kenny Miller It's Champions League week Not a good one for Rangers the other night against Liverpool Nor for Celtic last night against Leipzig Next week we do it again on Tuesday night It's Leipzig in town against Celtic And then 24 hours later at Ibrox it's Liverpool what was the atmosphere like Kenny just for a moment at Anfield what did you think it was it was great at the start like the ball didn't yeah. I mean the Rangers fans were in pretty much I would say a good hour before the before kick off and then when the Liverpool fans eventually filtered in and there was a really good build up to it real good kind of electricity about the about the stadium before the kick off and even at the early stages of the game but I just think the way the game went I think players and what's going on on the pitch can really energise a, a set of fans and because it was quite a a low key game where Liverpool were in pretty much control of the game it, it never got up to the again yeah. the highs of, of last year Ibroxes against yeah. Dortmunds or Leipzig's with these with these comebacks that, that Rangers made but it was great I mean it's a proper stadium you know yeah. I was saying about the drive in and, and you go on the fans like the passion uh, I mean very very similar to, uh, to up here in Glasgow I think Andy just, we're just saying it off, off air there that it's, it's not got the same the same noise levels mm-hmm. I don't think it's like you're yeah. waiting there to be entertained whereas it's, uh, it never quite happened the other night that's what I'm leading up to Andy what's it like in there I mean I've been a few times to Anfield uh, yeah. and you've been to the Etihad is there something different between right. Celtic Park and Ibrox I think they're much much quieter you get Celtic Rangers fans just the noise level is so much greater and uh, it, it's all sometimes um, you know players need to give the supporters something and uh, you know they'll get behind you other times supporters can give you something if they really get behind you the noise level is there and they maybe put a, a yard on your stride it can be so helpful and that's why home home advantage that's what we talk about it's, it's not so much it, it's intimidating eh, playing in a stadium that's full of 50 or 60,000 I, I always felt as though it just put a yard on your stride Invigorating. and yeah. it helped yeah. me so um, I mean these players that are coming up next week yeah. to Ibrox they've, they've played in all the big stadiums in the yeah. world they'll, they'll have heard big noises big atmosphere but it's what that noise can do for the Rangers players and if it puts a yard on their stride they've got a chance 3-1 Leipzig last night against Celtic this was the manager Ange Postacoglu afterwards disappointed at the outcome obviously and uh, I think uh, 
yeah, for the most part, we we matched it with them. We you know we were aggressive and created some good opportunities. Obviously, you know, they got the goal in the counter attack. We had some really good chance in the first half, well in the game. Scored a good goal to get level, and uh, we just got a bit negative in our mindset after that, and especially with with the ball and sort of invited pressure, and you can't give away goals like that at this level. And you know we paid the price, and then sort of momentum sort of went with him after that. Yeah, what did he feel happened at that second goal? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a reprieve. He was offside. I mean, we work on that. You know, that's why VAR's there. If somebody's offside, then that's why, um, you know, we work on having a strong line. And I just felt, you know, uh, at that stage, we just got a little bit negative with our passing. As I said, we, we kept going back to Joe for no reason. And for us to, to sort of get over this hump of being a, a good side and, and having results is just having a really stronger belief in mentality. It's not easy to do because... Um, mm that comes with experience and uh, f- for all these guys you know, this is a new experience for them So, but you know, there are lessons out there we can learn and hopefully uh, put into place Andy for Joe Hart that was that horrible moment at a horrible time in the game at 1-1 just a poor decision and uh, you know I know that it's the way that Celtic want to play but sometimes you need to recognise you're under a bit of pressure you need to go long or long gear uh, and even just the weight of the pass that he played out it was never going to be finding a teammate and um, I mean it happened what 30 seconds after they just had a, a VAR go in their favour mm-hmm. so that was the sort of a couple of minutes that killed the game for Celtic and then I thought the third goal was a thing of beauty the long yeah. diagonal from Nkunku and then that uh, the right back the volley into Andre Silva fantastic two great goals from him who's on the line now let me just check has called 08 08 17 17 700 good evening uh, hello, my name's uh, Tarek Ahmed. Hello there. Hiya. What's your Hi, point? Hi, hi. How are you? Well, my point is uh, nah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I hope you're all right as well. Yeah, good. But thank my, you. My, my, my point is basically I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst he, he got his tactics wrong the other night, you know, against Liverpool. I think that he, you know, he missed the point when Scottish teams play English teams. It's like a, you know, like a, how, it's a battle, like, you know, a yep. in the England game. Yep. It's like a battle. And I think he, he, he went in and, and he, he actually tried to come away with maybe a result, like a 0-0 or a 1-1 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way to play these games. You've just got to go attack. Kenny, what would you say? You know, I think uh, when you look at, when you're playing against a different level of opposition, which Liverpool clearly are, that you're right, you maybe need to make it a fight, you need to make it a battle, you maybe need to make it ugly. Uh, I just don't... And that, again, when, but when you get the ball, you need to make the most... This is something that I think you just heard Ange talking about there. When you've got the ball, you need to be better on it. Uh, he was a bit disappointed yeah. in his team and I felt the same for Rangers. I just felt Rangers just uh, accepted that, you know what, we're going to get pressed because Liverpool's press is good, so we're going to kick the ball long. We're not going to support Alfredo. We're going to sit in and hopefully try and protect what we've got. But when... Rangers had the chance to maybe go and leave something on somebody or get close to someone. Jordan Henderson says it in his, in his post-match. He said the, the phrase, the last step. When Liverpool go to press, they go right to the ball and they're going to win that ball. That's their job. You're not going just to stand two yards yeah. off someone and let them do what they want because good players will. You go and take that last step and you take the ball off them. Rangers kind of went, they stopped. Liverpool had too easy. So the battle, the fight, that kind of ugliness never ever really got into the game. And when Liverpool had all the, all the ball. And you're right you need to attack more if you want to win a game or you want to get something in a game particularly at this level the reality is these teams are going to score goals so you need to have a threat to create chances and score goals I, I think he would have expected a bit more from his players Tarek I mean I think the one positive was Leon King I thought he defended well I thought it was really good experience for him this was a guy that maybe 
didn't know what to expect how many games he might play for Rangers but injury suspension and the fact that he's been given an opportunity I think he's he's taken it there's obviously a, a player in there and that will playing at Anfield Champions League against that type of quality I think will only help him develop years his old. game oh terrific yeah. but hey, listen hey, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has taken a team to a UEFA Cup final got them through difficult qualifiers for the Champions League I, I, I wouldn't describe him as tactically naive no. No, 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 I wasn't saying it like that. I mean, he's been fantastic since. I mean, what a player he was for us. What a player he went on to achieve so many things. But I, I really think he should really take a gamble in this return leg. I think he should play Cholak and Morales up front and we'll run a lot with him. <laughs> love <laughs> it. Absolutely love it. Kenny. You know, see, the thing is, it's. Uh, we've talked about this. Do you play the two of them? You know, maybe there is a case that, that, that you could play them in, in a certain kind of system uh, I, I just think see that first game in the Champions League I think it's kind of it's hurt Rangers a wee bit it's affected mm. their confidence and I think it might even have affected Giovanni's kind of outlook on the team and, and what they're are they capable of actually going to compete because what Rangers have done in the next two games what they've done in the second half against us they played this back three back five and it become a back five the other night there, was, there, was, there wasn't a three very often it was more a five and it does take an extra player out of the kind of midfield area uh, they do lose something so it's, I just think it's affected them but uh, definitely next week there has to be and the good thing about Giovanni there normally has been lessons learned when he plays mm -hmm. if he gets beat badly in a game then there's no reaction so even if you look at the Ajax game the, the Napoli game there was a reaction yeah. there was a better performance and the game was alive until James Sands got sent off so I would expect a few different things maybe personnel maybe shape and definitely in, in, in the intensity of how they actually play the game at Ibrox next week Tarek good call thanks for coming on 08 08 17 17 700 Derek is on the line good evening Derek hello Derek we can hear the line there he's in the car Andy would you let's hear from GVB speaking about how they will tackle the game I mean he knows they need to try and get points well as I said before you know it's, it's a very very difficult group you know with, with, with teams who are are uh, from a high level, you know, big defeats you see in this in this in this group stage, and uh, we have to concentrate to be in Europe uh, in Europe after the break, and it means the results has to come our way, and we have to get uh, you know points in the next two games. Uh, so that's the only thing we can have still uh, a chance to play Ajax the last game and and hopefully qualify for Europe also after the World Cup. Derek, I think you're there. Good evening. Hey, good evening, Paul. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. Uh, I think right. some Rangers and Celtic fans need to get a reality check that they're not at Champions League level. Maybe the Europa League, definitely not Champions League level. Andy? I, I, I wouldn't rule it out, Derek. Uh, I, I think Rangers surprised everyone over the last you know, couple of seasons with some of their performances and results in Europe. I certainly wouldn't rule Celtic out finishing second or third in this uh, Champions League group stage I think you saw Celtic compete with Real Madrid for the best part of an hour I think they probably threw away a couple of points when they were over in Poland against Shakhtar they certainly had the chances there they dominated you know large periods of the game so that was maybe a game where they could and maybe should have taken three points last night uh, getting uh, on, on level terms you didn't know which way the game was going to go but I would concede that uh, on the night they lost to a better team who scored three goals maybe a bit unlucky to have uh, not, not get uh, another couple but 
Celtic created chances and that's the way they, they set up and I think I think most Celtic supporters are buying into what Ange Postacoglu is trying to do in a very short space of time be be adventurous in the uh, against the elite of uh, European football Kenny what would you say to Derek? Listen it's hard to disagree at the moment uh, when you look at particularly Rangers group again but what I would say when you look at the group it's, it's really really strong it's, it's three teams that are you've got to concede that they are better equipped to, to, to play at this level Andy's touched on Celtic there and I, and I fully agree with him there's no reason why Celtic can at least get third and, and, and have Europa League to fall back on uh, after Christmas so it's uh, you know I, I think Rangers fans and I think even myself included I, I looked at the the performances in Europe last year and I just thought that you, when you play Dortmund who are a Champions League club you play Leipzig you're a Champions League club we've seen them last night against Celtic that when you play that way albeit in a different format in terms of the home and away legs they just looked outstanding but what I would say about Rangers that that was a Rangers team fully belief fully confidence and they they had their, there was something building last year in that, that Europa League run with an Ibrox uh, I just think the players believed at Ibrox they could have beaten anybody no matter what the score was in the previous leg if they could just take something back there with a realistic chance they really believed they could overturn it uh, that belief I think is, is not quite there this year Derek, thanks for that call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Some breaking news on the Rangers' goalkeeping situation. Robbie McCrory has signed a new bumper deal to keep him at the club until at least the end of 2025. He played really well against Celtic last season. He hasn't had much game time. Kenny, what's your first reaction, though, that he's there? Alan McGregor was brilliant the other night. John McLaughlin's had a difficult start to the season. Well, he's there as the number three at the moment. He's he's had his loan spells. Obviously, when I think if you thought Alan McGregor was potentially going to retire at the end of last season, his immediate thought would have been, right, can I compete with John McLaughlin for the number one? If not, I'm 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 making a step in the right direction towards the number two. I think it'll come. Uh, I mean, I think he's 24 now, so that takes him up to me. I'll take him up to his 27. he needs to play Kenny uh, but he needs to go on loan no? Just, I don't think they'll allow him to go on loan now. I think there's a situation where he's a number three at the moment and they look at with John McLaughlin they look at what happened last year when he had to fill in when there was a few injuries That I, I don't think they'll let him go on loan Andy but this is the thing for the boy it just depends where his priorities lie is it he wants to really really make a mark and be a first team player and a first team goalkeeper is he willing to wait bide his time to potentially get a bit He's at 20, I say 24 the end of his contract 27 with very very little games it's you I'm, try, I'm trying to remember trusted. I'm trying to remember where Alan McGregor went was it Dunfermline Dunfermline went yep. yeah I, I just think you need to play any player no matter what your position if uh, it's all very well being part of a, a big club and a big squad but if you want to develop individually you got to play you got to play against men you got to play play for points play for prestige play for your pride play for money Play for whatever it is that uh, you know get, gets you going. But Andy could he be playing as the number two. He maybe is the the deputy now to Alan McGregor for the next mm. six months. I, I don't see him playing in any League Cup, Scottish Cup games. I think it's McGregor and McLaughlin. You're one and two, and uh, unless Are one, you sure? yeah, I think so. Unless one picks up an injury, I don't think McCrory's going to play. So, listen, I don't know the ins and outs of what's happening there. I don't know whether they've got um, ambition for him to maybe to give him some game time but uh, I think he'll be a, a a much better goalkeeper going and playing every week Kenny could he be the number two because John McLaughlin was number one at the start of the season he's been out for a couple of weeks I can't, I can't see no. Paul I mean I have to say I mean if that was uh, 
I mean, John McLaughlin's been back on the bench now the last couple of games, as now looks like now he's back to being the backup okay. to Alan McGregor. If if that was if if Robbie was to jump John there, I mean again, what a an absolute fall kick. for grace that yep. would be, and, and a real kick in the teeth for John McLaughlin. He was given a massive vote mm. of confidence for Gio in the first yep. stage by giving the uh, by, by giving that that vote of confidence to be the number one, and then to have it taken away from him, albeit it was like uh, there was an injury there. Would the change have happened anyway? I think it potentially would have, uh, but again, to now to be ousted as a number two, I, I, I can't see that happening. Not this season anyway. Mm. Let's hear the manager speak about Alan McGregor, who was terrific. Is that a fair word for the other night? I'll ask you a word, an adjective after this. He, he performed really well. Obviously, the first half was the second half. He had some good uh, saves. So, it's for me, it was very positive uh, to see his performance. You know, also very positive, Leon King, 18-year-old defender from the academy, who's, who's playing really well today. I think he's one of our best defenders today. So, really pleased with his performance. Ben Davis, you know, his, his first 70 minutes uh, of the season. Coming back to Liverpool, I think he performed really well. So, you know, there are always positives to take uh, from this game. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! If you're looking busy on the M8 in both directions with surface water and the bad weather tonight, if you're going eastbound, you're slow due to a couple of earlier accidents between Junction 27 for Paisley and 26 for Hillington. Good news, all lanes have reopened, but from here you are very congested all the way through to Junction 15 for Townhead. If you're going westbound, you're looking slow between Junction 13 for Proven and Dobby's Loan at 16. Then you're looking heavy from Junction 19 Anderson Cross right the way through to Hillington. So if you are stuck in this, please be patient. Looking at the M77 southbound, you're congested from Junction 1 at the Brick Road back to the M74, Junction 1A for Palma D. You've also got your roadworks and average speed cameras in both directions passing Junction 6 for Hamilton. And through in Giffnock tonight, you'll get slow traffic on Fenwick Road in both directions. That's at Burnfield Road. Taking a look at your public transport, you've got delays of up to 30 minutes on Scott Rail between Glasgow, Queen Street, Oban and Malague due to speed restrictions for poor weather conditions. Just as always, please check your routes before you travel and you can find the very latest travel updates at any time at thisisgo.co.uk. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel and thanks for everyone the last couple of nights we've been at the Radisson Red in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and then afterwards the podcast with Steen and it was great with John Hartson last night and Stephen McGinn who joined us and loads of Celtic fans and the night before we had Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and quite a number of Rangers supporters. Great atmosphere Andy there. I mean we'd love to have been at the games but you can't and the amount of intelligent conversation was frightening. People love their football don't they? Oh they love it in Glasgow. My goodness. Everywhere you go. I was on the train yesterday. Yeah. Got accosted, right? What's the selling team tonight, right, Andy? Yeah. What's the chat? And absolutely everything. But was Ange travelling in the train? <laughs> <laughs> I was going in to do the game for uh, Sky in the office, so I just got the train in from, uh, from my house. I quite enjoyed the walk. Oh. Uh, but you got accosted by everyone, honestly. Fantastic. As long as it's, uh, and, and you get plenty, you can straight back up the road afterwards. I was just asking you, Kenny, was yeah. there a big night out in Liverpool? But nah, no, not at all. Straight up the road. Back to. Uh, Back to reality on Wednesday morning for me, Paul. Straight back. And then this weekend you'll be uh, on the telly, both of you on BT and on Sky. But it's great you're here with the uh, the the new boys in town here and girls in town at the Go Radio Football Show. And thanks for making the switch at five. The numbers are going up and up and up. And you can download the app and enjoy it. And tomorrow night we're going to be doing the score predictor. And uh, Kevin, a Rangers fan from um, uh, Glasgow, Easter House, I think he is. He won. You... You asked me. He won. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. You you asked yeah. me last week for predictions. I think 
everyone well, wrong bar, that, bar one is that right bar yeah. one everyone very wrong. honest of you uh, and Kenny he won what um, £1,300 100 for coming on wow. plus £1,200 oh, yeah. he got them all right every one of them yeah, the other well. day I think St Johnson maybe was uh, one of the ones that maybe people didn't expect so well done to him and you can register at thisisgo.co.uk and one of you will be on tomorrow night and you could win well 250 if you get it right uh, great result for Kilmarnock last night Kenny looking at you first there yep. uh, they needed that win 2-1 against St Johnson no they did and it's uh, it just kind of gets them away from the bottom of the table a little bit I mean it's, it's been a, a tough reintroduction to top flight for Kilmarnock uh, but what they've got there is they've got a very very experienced manager at this level he'll no panic new contract uh, yep. well he's, he's timed that well just before <laughs> just before the weekend's game uh, but he's uh, Mendel's been over the course and distance in this yep. league he, he knows how to get results he knows how to set his team up and it was a again it was a big one I think they needed it uh, that it just moves on five points clearly done the United the bomb and gets something to jump Ross County as well so they can start looking upwards now and I'm sure again when you've got that that kind of home advantage as well with that pitch as well they really need to make that go the same way kind of Livingston have got it going as well but like I said I've, I felt that Kilmarnock over the course of the scene would be okay and it was it was purely based on the fact that, that Dell was a manager and he knew exactly what, what the league was and how to get results with that I, I like Daniel Armstrong I like the way he goes and takes players on he got a couple of goals the other night I thought he did really well when he came on um, earlier this season first time I'd seen him when he came on against Celtic I thought he looked really lively and the fact that he was prepared to go and take anyone on try and make something happen I thought oh, there's something about him I, thought, I thought the same when I seen him at the start of the season yeah. I think he found himself out of the team for a, yeah. for a few yeah. games as well but he, he did look like when I, I mean, was kind of watching teams at the start I thought you, this guy could be a, a, a decent player for have you seen his free kick yep, from last night yep. absolutely yeah. magnificent you'll, you'll be hard pushed to see a better one this season wasn't it? oh fantastic <laughs> There was a guy who wanted to prove something the other night, wasn't it? Trent Alexander-Arnold. But we'll drift back into that shortly. Andy, one of your old clubs, it's Andy Walker and Kenny Miller. We don't There's have enough time to go through them all. I know, we're not doing all of the clubs with you. What about Motherwell the other night? And of course, we're doing the Rangers game and then afterwards, yeah. later on, we heard about the Motherwell score. Five. Five. Uh, nil at Ross County. I Big Van Veen. Uh, yeah. Van Veen has uh, just been terrific for them, but just uh, the upturn in Motherwell's fortunes since uh, Stevie Hamill got the job. They're obviously buying into whatever it is he's selling to them and they're, they're working ever so hard, scoring goals. They're, they're not accepting a 2-3-0 win. They're going up to Dingwall and winning by five goals. I think that's absolutely uh, terrific. So anyone who's up against... I know they're at Easter Road at the weekend. They, they'll go and attack them as well. That'll be a really entertaining one, that and they uh, just, Easter so, Road. Yeah, they just come off the back of a defeat to Celtics. That's mm. always tough, isn't it? You're playing that massive pitch against yeah. the champions. Yeah. You were They were beaten. Nar- and, narrow defeat at yeah. Celtic, 2-1, but to go up to Dingwall and, and score five is, is a great, uh, it's a great return. Kenny, are they going to challenge for that third spot? Uh, I, I would say no. Calm down. Uh, I would say <laughs> calm yourself, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, they got the five goals uh, last night. The games previous had created created a lot of chances apparently and, and just couldn't put the ball in the net so they more than made up for it last night uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have minded maybe saving a couple of them for the yeah. weekend actually but uh, they're a decent they're a decent team I think when you've got a player like Van Veen as much as he's he scored a hat-trick the other night he had missed quite a few chances in the games before but he brings a lot more to the team than just goals You know, he's a, he's a very very good focal point for Motherwell so I think they'll be fine I'm sure they'll be looking to challenge to get in the top six I just think they'll fall short in regards to 
the European sports this year. Kenny and I are calling him Van Veen. Andy, you've got the Van Veen. I just go with Crocs, what he gives me, oh, Van Veen. What does he know? What does he How know? Is Crocs? Yeah, Crocs is yeah. in uh, good, good shape. Good. Well, not yeah. so much good shape, he's in good form. <laughs> yeah, we saw some pictures of you from the early days. I think they did that with you and Ali oh, the other day. Well, Crocs yeah. didn't look any different. No, he look like, oh. I worked with him in radio in Birmingham right Aye. at the start, putting him on the radio. Um, he hasn't changed at all. Right, top man. Scotland in action tonight. Scotland women's at uh, 7.35. Kick-off not that far away. We'll have the team in the not-too-distant and uh, Scotland up against Austria. Semi-final playoff for the World Cups and how we would love to get there because we're going to miss it for the men's game, aren't we? We came so close, but it wasn't to be, but we recovered in the Nations League just a couple of weeks ago. We're talking mainly Champions League. We know the score last night, Celtic losing 3-1 against Leipzig, but Andy Walker... And Kenny Miller saying, look, Celtic could still become into second position. Uh, And Andy, you're going to come in? Yeah, I'm just keeping my eye on the Neil Lennon's Omonia team up against Man United. They're, what, five, six minutes into the game. And a couple of players that uh, Omonia have got. Give us a few names, yeah. Uh, They've got Adam Adam Matthews, they've got Brandon Barker, who's uh, they're both playing from the start. And Man United have gone well. Well, Ronaldo's up top, but uh, I mean, I still think he, he should be playing, but... They haven't made many changes from the weekend. I know they, it was a poor performance against City, but they've gone with a really strong team. OK, let's hear from the manager again. We'll go to the Celtic game last night. I see nil-nil, as you were mentioning there. Ammonia, Nicosia and Man United. Right, last night, 3-1. Ash Postacoglu, he was talking about that moment with Joe Hart that came to the second goal. Like I said, it's not about the mistake. I mean, it's about we, we had a lot of the ball and we were just passing it back to him for no reason. You're kind of doing what you think is safe, but really it's it's not really who we are. You know, in the first half we were playing balls through lines. Sometimes you'd make a mistake, but that's OK. You, you're making a mistake trying to be positive. I just felt, you know, it was creeping in before that after we scored and got level that we almost, you know, wanted to settle for that and, yeah, we kept passing the ball back to him. So, I mean, the mistake's a mistake. I mean, like I said, that's, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's about what's the lead up to that mistake. What are we doing? You know, are we playing our football? Are we showing the same sort of endeavour that we were before then? And I just, I, I could see it coming. If it wasn't Joe making the mistake, it would have been somebody else. Like I said, when you get into survival mode and you see it with other teams, then the best you'll ever do is survive. When you're coming away from home in a game like this where you fought so hard to claw your way back into it, you don't want to survive. You want to actually stay in that positive mindset where you can hurt the opposition and you know, make them uncomfortable. Andy, Joe Hart said, yeah, I accept blame. It's the way the manager plays it. In writing, it looked as though he was shifting the blame to the manager. But I heard what he said. Yeah. Um, what do you feel? There's not going to be a change at the back, is there? No, I don't think so. But I think it was interesting that Ange Postecoglou said there, you heard him, I felt the mistake was coming. If not from Joe Hart, then from someone else. So I think that told you he was a bit frustrated at the way that uh, the team were were performing and I think when they got it back to 1-1, that was the the time just to, uh, you know, a point away from home. Two draws away from home would have been terrific with your two home games to come. But it puts a wee bit of added pressure on uh, to Celtic now with the game against um, Leipzig next week. And obviously they're away on Saturday at Perth. I'm sure he'll make uh, good use of his squad and maybe make two or three changes. Just get the injuries, sorry. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think think the goalkeeper will be one of them, no. Kenny, the goal that uh, he gave away it can happen it reminded me a wee bit of John McLaughlin a few weeks ago but what do you feel about Joe Hart and also that style that Ange Postacoglu likes play it out from the back 
Yeah, but again, that's that, that's the term that it gets used as this play out for the back. But what Angie's talking about there is, yeah, we play out for the back, so that's Joe Hart passing out to his, his players outfield. He wants them to be playing positive. He yeah. wants them to be playing forward. Uh, and it did. You see, when you play that type of way, and it goes from right to centre back to, to left, and it comes back, and all of a sudden the team are just gradually creeping and creeping. And I think that's I've been in these situations where you're watching a game and you think, oh my god, they're, they're, yeah. something's coming here, you know, because we're, we're no all they're doing is creeping and they're getting two, three yards closer at each time so that's not they want to be playing they want to be playing forward they want to be playing positive again go back to Liverpool game the other night the amount of forward runs and forward passes that Liverpool make but by the way they give away more than, than actually hits their mark but what they are they're really positioned to go and win the second balls Celtic play quite similar for me they play quite a similar way but Ange wants to be playing forward he wants to be playing through lines he can accept mistakes or misplaced passes he'll not accept too many of them I wouldn't imagine <laughs> but he can accept it as long as they're trying to do the right things and listen like you say, Joe Hart will know he's put his hands up and he's right to put his hands up because despite it maybe not being exactly how Ange wants to play it was a, it was a horrendous error uh, and it was a crucial goal second goal putting uh, Leipzig 2-1 up it's always going to be a big goal after Celtic got the equaliser Callum McGregor of course went off at that first goal that's where he, he took the knock manager last night didn't know obviously much about his fitness no not yet but obviously um, you know, for him to come off I'd suggest it's not uh, it's not something small so we'll just have to wait and see but um, yeah I'll wait and see what the medical team says and, and you said earlier he's going to miss the weekend anyway because of the suspension mm. but um, we just don't know if he's going to be fit for Leipzig next week how significant is the, oh, the captain hugely <laughs> significant I think he, he he doesn't crave any headlines but he's so crucial to the way Celtic plays passing so crisp you put two players around him he'll still come out uh, with possession he'll find a teammate and I think the way he plays the game he's a great leader you can see even when he's you know, before the game, he's getting around the players in that huddle. He's giving them instruction. He gives instruction during the game. Um, I think he's grown into that role as a, a Celtic captain and he's leading with a, a really terrific example, I think. He doesn't miss many games though, Kenny, does he? And his recoveries is, well, almost legendary. So we just don't know them. But they'll miss him if he's out. Massively. You know, when Andy say that they are, for me, he's the heartbeat of their team. Again, I don't know who steps into that role and actually does the job as well. I think he's a big, big loss. I mean, we've talked a lot about Celtic squad and how what, what Andrew's built over the last kind of season and a half almost. That he's got a lot of players who's got. He can make nine changes and go up to Ross County and win a and win a cup game. Uh, yeah. I think Cal McGregor's when he's missing I don't think there's a player in that squad that can do what he does Aaron Moy of course missed it I don't think he travelled because he was injured could he play his role? Well I think he might play his role might can have he to. play it the same way? He's not got the same legs as Callum McGregor I know that I don't think he's got the same uh, I don't know like forward when Callum McGregor plays that deeper role and he's very efficient with the ball but he he looks to play the ball through lines. He looks to find these good attacking players in Celtic's team quickly as well. Mm. He's not happy just to go sideways and backwards. He wants to play forward quickly. Uh, I said I just think he's a he's a wonderful player. He has been now for a number of years for Celtic, and he'll be a huge loss. Could Celtic surprise? Could the manager come up with something? We're going to break for the news, and then we're back with Kenny Miller and Andy Walker. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. go. 
There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota opens this October in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And Specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota opens Monday, October the 17th at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. First up in this hour then, let's hear what's the word to describe Alan McGregor's performance the other night. Kenny Miller? Sensational. That'll do, thank you. Andy? Typical. Typical, that's, isn't it? That's that an understated word there from the former. Normal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the norm. It's him. Yeah. And for Celtic, how would you describe... 3-1 last night in Leipzig you went with great expectations yeah frustrating because you you make chances against a very good team uh, you don't take enough of them pretty much the same as uh, Shakhtar you make chances against a decent team you don't take enough of them but you get a point and now the pressure is all on the, the two home games it's going to be fascinating still Celtic fans will say yeah and Rangers there you said sensational for Alan McGregor but they've got no points so for Celtic though Kenny I heard you at the start of the show saying you well Celtic have a real chance still to progress in the Champions League no I think they have uh, already ran through the reasons behind it how the yeah. fixtures have kind of fell I think yep. is, is definitely it makes it doable uh, again the one thing which we've already talked about you need to be more clinical you know mm. when you get chances at this level you, you need to be more clinical and it even goes back to the Real Madrid game where you could Celtic could have been 2-0 up and I think they would have been good value for their 2-0 lead had they taken their chances that they had uh, and again Shakhtar the game should have been done out of sight and yeah probably the better team won last night but there was still the opportunities there and the big moments decide the games that, that's it it's, it's who takes their big moments again there was a mistake obviously last night as well but when you score goals it, it affects teams different ways obviously the, the team that scores it that gives them a, hell, a big lift and the team that concedes some things can deflate them and you've seen it over the course of this but again and Rangers definitely uh, they've been deflated by a lot of the goals but Celtic have had big moments in each of the games that they've had so I would I, I would still be confident if I was Ange if they can start taking those chances which you can't with the players they've got the quality you can't keep creating that level of chance and no take goals and no score so I still think going into this last three games it's all to play for for Celtic Here's Ange speaking about the opposition last night and particularly in Cuckoo I think from our perspective, I thought we held it okay. I mean, I know we scored, and that was obviously a counterattack from our our corner. And uh, yeah, we got a bit unlucky. It was Callum McGregor obviously got injured in that moment, but still sort of had the courage to run back. And it was his he actually put put him through. So, but I think at, at one all, I thought we were holding. You know, we were brave in our defending. We were really aggressive. We weren't letting you know the the defenders or midfielders be able to play those kind of balls into their front men who we know are really dangerous um, but then you know we can we give them the second goal and you know after that the game gets stretched a bit and, and it's hard for us to then contain him but look they're a good side uh, absolutely and got some fantastic players and uh, you know I'm sure um, yeah, they're, they're, their position in, in the Bundesliga will improve Andy can will Celtic beat them on Tuesday night? They've got a chance, and I think what Ange Postecoglou was saying at the end there about a good side. They were, they were a big side. They were a strong side. They were quick. There was a, just the physicality of them, and they were, you know, much bigger, taller than the the, the average Celtic player. 
and they'll have their chances in Glasgow I mean uh, I think uh, they've got some really good players in the middle of the park and Kunku is getting all the headlines yep. because Chelsea are are looking seriously at him he might be in the Premier League um, uh, in a couple of months but um, yeah it's all to play for I, I'm sure uh, Celtic will get their chances in Glasgow and if they can put one or two away then uh, as long as they defend well you know that will give them a great chance of going into the game against Shakhtar mm-hmm. and uh, you know you win that you could finish second someone who did well last night was Real Hatati scored a great goal at the weekend had a couple of chances last night a great oh, one great pass yeah. his pass into yeah. the, the feet of uh, Kyogo uh, for the goal first time pass magnificent and Kyogo did well because he just drew two defenders towards him and laid it on a plate for Jota another another really good finish first time but just that first time pass and then Kyogo doing doing what he did to set up Jota it was it was a brilliant goal it was typical Celtic and it's the way they were early in the season Kenny and they're just not quite in Champions League you know the missed chances against Real Madrid that you mentioned earlier on the manager says they need more experience at this level again it's about making sure we, we to do that to give ourselves a chance of that we can't you know veer away from the football we want to play and um, I think in all three games when we've done that we've We've matched it with with every team. It's just that it's a difficult one because we're exposing a lot of players this level for the first time. And you know, there's nothing that can replace the experience of being out there and understanding what you what you can and can't do. And we're kind of learning as we're going along. But you know, the key thing for us is to you know back up Saturday, have a really strong game in the in the league, and then prepare for for next week and and make sure that you know we put in another strong performance that can give us a chance. Kenny, what do you feel about Hatati? What you've seen this season? I thought he's been excellent this yeah. year. He has. I mean, there was. Uh, he started when he first came in the last in, in January. He looked like he was going to be a really good player. Obviously, had a long season. There was a lot yeah. of things. He might have been a little bit tired, and you could see that definitely in the second half or latter stages of the games. This year, he's looked all energy. You know, he's, he he can get goals. He gets forward. He is. He's forward running. His movement off the ball is is excellent. He's a threat in regards to setting up goals, uh, scoring goals. But he's. He plays in there, links up really, really well with Callum McGregor. I mean, I just, again, just to go back on Callum McGregor, for me, I still think that he's the most influential player, so it'll be a big loss. But also, just touch on Carter Vickers, I feel he's massive. I mean, Andy saying you need to defend well. Well, I think they need him playing. Again, he might be out, he might he might, he might, be back, he might make it, but he's a, he's another big player there. I think centre-back and the centre-mid, I think they're, they're they're so influential over the, over the Celtic team that uh, there'll be big losses if they're not playing in that game. Especially, Andy, at this time of the season where European-wise, this is what it's all about. You'd want to have your top players. Cameron Carter-Vickers, it sounded yeah, as though he was getting close mm, to fitness. Yeah, he's a big one, Paul. I mean, just the way he... I know Callum McGregor's a captain, but the way that... Carter Vickers just commands that whole defensive area, dominates the area. Had, you know, a really good um, relationship with Starfield, and then Jens came in, and obviously Welsh is in now. So, um, I mean, obviously, if you get Carter Vickers back, that's uh, that'll enhance Celtic's chances. Be huge, wouldn't it? Back to Rangers. I just want to say about the fight, which should have been on this weekend, Conor Ben uh, against Chris Eubank Jr. It's off, Kenny. It's definitely. It's not going to happen, isn't it? It's now uh, postponed because of the the voluntary drugs test that, that he's failed. Yeah, got it. Really looking forward to that. So yeah. as I like my boxing, so uh, it's disappointing that we'll miss that on uh, on Saturday night. But listen, it's, it's 
it'll be in the hands of the promoters and the, and the lawyers to see how, how they move it forward now there's a statement there just came out on Sky yeah. so we'll wait and see how it develops over the next couple of weeks yeah the decision to formally postpone the bout between Chris Eubank Jr and Conor Ben. this is from Matchroom of course the uh, the people who are organising it undeniable the British Boxing Board of Control's decision to withdraw their sanctioning was they're saying procedurally flawed so they feel they have to postpone it the fight game could do without this though couldn't they clearly any kind of sport would rather not uh, hear about people uh, failing uh, drugs tests uh, because also the weight difference between Ben yeah. I mean I think you've always got to go with the British Boxing Board of Control mm. They're, the only thing they want to do is just look after both boxers yeah. and if there's some sort of uh, flaw with uh, drug testing then uh, you know it can't go ahead You've it will it will be a great fight but it's got to be clean Let's go back to uh, the Rangers camp then. We were speaking to Ange Postacot or hearing from him after the game last night. I just see Kenny. Uh, Cody Gakpo has scored there for PSV. Uh, we heard his name a couple of months ago when Rangers were playing against them. Yeah, they're absolutely flying PSV. Yep. I mean, again, it shows how good the performances was for Rangers getting through them because I mean, that in itself was a big achievement to get to the Champions League. But to get past a top team like Eindhoven, uh, they really earned it. And Rangers, have they, I'm just trying to think, have they reproduced a performance like they did that night over there? I don't think they have. No, they haven't. That's, that's as simple as that. And I, I think it even feeds into the domestic scene. Rangers have not hit their top level. And with the greatest respect to to the Scottish League, sometimes Rangers and Celtic don't necessarily need to be at their best mm. to, to win games of football because they have got players, they've got bigger budgets, everything that we're throwing at Rangers and Celtic in relation to the Champions League resources. Rangers and Celtic have far greater resources than the rest of the SPL team. So it's, they've mm. not been playing particularly well over the course of the season. And I, I said, they used the word belief. On Tuesday night, it looked like there was a real lack of belief that they belonged at that level. If you had to call it now, Kenny, what, what way would you approach the game against... Liverpool obviously Rangers will get Samirna Ibrox at the weekend they might make a couple of changes maybe Cholak will come back in would you still play Morelos next week against Liverpool? I think you know it's a real tough one though because going into this game I felt it was the right call and I'm not saying anything Alfredo done he's played his sell out of contention not at all but it's a big call to leave Cholak out when you're scoring goals at the level is and even when he came on the one chance he did I think he's, he's had the header mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. that chance later on so he got on the end of something so he just seems to have a knack at the moment that things do fall to him in the box he mm-hmm. finds himself always in the right position when uh, again domestically with I think it was 11 goals in 14 games going into Tuesday night so it'll be 15 now with the appearance so he's in some incredible form so really I don't actually know who I'd play do you think, next do you think week? whoever plays on Saturday if he's going to play with one recognised striker, whoever plays on Saturday won't play on Wednesday. I think if Cholak plays on Saturday, I think Alfredo will play yeah. on Wednesday. Just for the recovery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think it is that because these players nowadays are more than capable of going, mm. but I just think Giovanni's got a big a big job on his hands at the moment to actually keep these two guys relatively happy. I think at the moment, uh Definitely Cholak is he'll be of course he'll want to play in the Champions League. There's no doubt that's why he's came to the club. He wants to win trophies, he wants to play Champions League football. But he's scoring goals at an incredible rate at the moment. So he's going to be in a good place. Alfredo's getting back to fitness. So he's kinda he'll be maybe he'll not be happy again. But but the way things are going, he's got to understand he's got real competition for his jersey. So Giovanni's he's, he's playing it pretty well at the moment. At the moment the two of them seem like they're okay with how it's working. 
I think moving forward and if the Champions League ends they'll not be too happy just kind of dipping in and dipping out somebody will really want to nail that place down Kenny Miller when the team lines came out were you surprised that Tillman was in and maybe not Scott Arfield you know I've been looking at it now like how would you go about next Wednesday I think personnel change needs not has to be there there's no doubt that would be one that I, I was surprised about when I seen the team the other night because when you're playing a certain way you're going to be defending a lot I think that was understandable you're going to have to defend a lot against Liverpool at Anfield but when you do get the opportunity to get the ball and try and get forward some like Scott Arfield for me he is the only player in Rangers squad that runs forward the only one that makes forward runs beyond you've seen it against Hearts the first was it the first goal yeah. it goes forward mm-hmm. Cholak comes off Arfield runs in back. not just in behind his, 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 his partner he actually runs in behind the Hearts defence trying to score a goal and got an end of, end of a pass it then falls it goes wide to Kent Cholak continues his run it gets in but he's the only one in the Rangers squad that does it so when you're playing that way and you're clearly going to need support to that forward I was surprised that he wasn't playing Andy Kenny Miller saying it Barry Ferguson on our programme beforehand thought it would be Scott Arfield and it wasn't and Rangers were crying out for some offensive play they have to try and take the ball up the park Ryan Kent's not doing enough of that mm. were you surprised that Arfield didn't start? Uh, no because I, I, did, I did think it would be a, a bit more cautious yeah. but I do get uh, the point about uh, Scott Arfield and his, his ability his qualities and I mean it's such a it's such a threat to have um, someone from the middle of the park prepared to go on that run, go up and join your strikers, go go in front of them at times, go beyond them. That's and twofold for me, Andy. It's and actually, it was actually twofold. That it was mm-hmm. not just because he runs forward, but the experience that he's got, the the work mm-hmm. ethic that he's got, yeah. like that's something that at this moment in time you could level that again at Tillman at the moment yes he's a wonderful player we've seen it. He wants to go forward. He can take the ball in the half turn. He's got great presence. He has scored a, a couple of goals. I don't really see him off the ball kind of stuff. Listen, it's just, he's not not working, but he's not got the experience that Scott Arfield's got. It would so. have been a different formation if you put Arfield in. I mean, Tillman wide, Kent wide. But they weren't really wide the either. Of they were inside, Andy. So Tillman's inside. He, he, he doesn't play. He might he might find himself out there at times, but he's playing inside. So and when it's a, if you've seen the way, and he was playing narrow on a four to get out yeah. to uh, to get out to Simicast on the so Scott Arfield. I just think he would have gave you more on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think he was looking for, well, I'm assuming Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was looking for Tillman to get on the ball and carry it for 20, 30 yards. I mean, we all know that Ryan Kent can Mm -hmm. do it. He's done it before in big European games, but he wasn't at it uh, the other night. didn't work for him. And I can see what he was trying to do and be a bit more cautious. I think with, with Scott Arfield, you're... You're being a bit. I don't. I don't know. You're maybe being a bit more adventurous. You're being a bit more open. You're a bit. You're being a bit more attack-minded, yeah. and I think that's why you may get a chance at Ibrook. Here's what the manager said about Tillman afterwards. I mean, we played him on the right, the same role he, he played against PSV, so he's used to their role. You know, it's it's uh, it's always hard to to pick players. You know, I think that's obviously after a game uh, to talk about personal performances of players but you know it's a team effort you know we have to act like a team and, and move as a team and we did it much better uh, in the second half which we gave uh, gave us some opportunities to go forward and then he spoke about the performance later of Matondo on the left Robbie and uh, and Fashion as well had positive moments when they came in Robbie is also comfortable on the left I said before he started one game already on the left he, he played on the right in the weekend and Today we uh, decided to put him on the left. He's, he's, he always has a threat. So yeah, for, for me that's also an option. 
What about the point there about Matondo and uh, Fashion Sakala later on, late in the game? Rangers did have that chance that you mentioned, Cholak, good save by Alisson. Were you surprised by the, the switches? Uh, well, the fact I think the game was pretty set. I mean, one, one thing both of those players have got is, is pace. So if you were trying to do anything and maybe even in, in transition moments, they've got good pace to get forward and, and try and cause cause problems. Ball carrying maybe a little bit as well, but I don't think either of them are particularly comfortable. Like they're no, not as comfortable as Ryan Kent, that's for sure. But uh, no, but again, I would be surprised if, if they started next week. I, I, I really would. Uh, but Jay, listen, he's got he's got to find a way to get Rangers forward and up the field. Uh, that's why he's paid the big money. That's why he's a manager of the Glasgow Rangers. You've got to make these decisions. You've got to get them right more often than not. He didn't want to get a doing in the night, did he? To both of you. That, I mean, that was the thing. <laughs> well, he couldn't afford. To put it bluntly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have been. It could have been. Well, if Alan McGregor's not in, I mean, that's a four-five, maybe six-nil mm. game. Uh, Two-nil flattered Rangers. I mean, Liverpool had a lot of. A lot of chances, so... Nunes should have scored a couple, Andy, oh, shouldn't he? Absolutely. He must have had nightmares about Alan McGregor. Yeah. He must have woken up during the night and thought, did I not score? Yeah. It was quite a performance. Yeah, but I think it will be so interesting to see how uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will approach this now at home. You know, will you be a bit more adventurous? Will you still have that level of respect for Liverpool? Or will you go with pretty much the same team in the hope... That you get more from Tillman, you get more from uh, Ken, you get a bit of service uh, to Morelos, and you look much more like a, an, a, an attacking threat. Breaking news from Cyprus. Kenny, you spotted it first. Ammonia and Nicosia are one up in Manchester United. 34 minutes gone. Bill Leonard is currently jumping about like a <laughs> madman. Can you? Um, do you think he'd be running down the touchline? Probably, maybe, yeah. Maybe not quite yet in the first half. If they got another one, then you never know. I mean, it's as strong a Man United side as you could possibly <laughs> hope to see in a European competition. Ronaldo is playing, Sancho's playing, uh, Fernandez and Eriksson, they're, they're all there. And uh, what, what a result that would be for, for Neil Lennon has, has been. Karim and Sarifard has scored in 34 minutes. More on that and looking back at last night and the night before and looking forward to the weekend next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's Go Radio Football Show. This time tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here, Mark Guidi and me, Paul Cooney. Tonight we're in the company of Andy Walker, ex-Scotland Celtic, no, I'm not going through all of them, and ex-Rangers <laughs> and Scotland and many, many other clubs as well. Kenny Miller, two of the busiest guys in the media. And tonight we're looking at Scotland. We're only an hour away from kickoff. In fact, exactly an hour away at Hampden Park. We're hoping for a big, big crowd. Scotland against Austria. It's the playoff. Here's the Scotland team for tonight, which has just come to us. I'll give you it in a second or two. As we, what, any change there, Andy, over in Cyprus? Neil Lennon's still one up. Neil Lennon's team are still one up, and uh, what they're heading towards half time. A goal to the good against Man United. I mean, Man United. Uh, I was just saying to Kenny, they're lucky to get three goals at the weekend against City, and that was another game where. My goodness, you saw the quality of Man City and the difference that Haaland has, has made to that team. They're a, wow. They'll win that title. They didn't sign Haaland to win the title. They obviously signed him to win the Champions League. And Will they win the Champions League, do you I think? think? 
I think they're uh, big favourites. I would put my money on them, yeah. Kenny, Champions League first of all. Listen, they're always yeah. there and thereabouts. It is, it's no easy to do, clearly, with the amount of top quality teams that there is in the competition. And uh, But they're, again, favourites, or one of the favourites, and rightly so. I mean, you can't rule out, obviously, your Real Madrid's and the, the success that they've had over the years. But Liverpool as well, mm. been very, very strong in the Champions League over the last three or four seasons as well. So, it's uh, no, they're, they're favourites for the reason. I, I do believe they'll win the Premier League again. And Haaland is just a goal-scoring machine. Here is the Scotland's starting eleven tonight. So Lee Gibson is the goalkeeper, Nicola Doherty, then the captain, Rachel Corsi, Sam Kerr, Caroline Weir doing magnificently, of course, um, at uh, Real Madrid, Lisa Evans, Sophie Howard, Claire Emsley, Lana Cleland, Martha Thomas and Erin Cuthbert who's been doing great things as well. Um, it's going to be tough tonight. Uh, we spoke with Leanne Crichton the other night and she said, yeah, we could do it, but we'd have to be at our best tonight. Kenny, have you got a feeling? What would be your prediction? Like, what What do you feel in your water about the game tonight? Well, what I would hope for is what we said earlier, if there's a, a decent crowd, Hamden crowd behind the, uh, the girls, then it gives you, it gives you a, a big advantage and a real boost going into the game. It's going to be a tough game. It's a semi-final, uh, a playoff semi-final to get to a World Cup, so it's never going to come easy. You're going to have to go out and earn it, but I think when you've got that kind of home advantage, it's, it's really important that you push it. So the fans are a big part to play. Certainly will. Uh, Caroline Weir, what a career, Andy, now playing at Real Madrid. And, you know, we're all watching more of women's football. Leanne Crichton is a brilliant advocate for it. She's still mm. playing at Motherwell. Um, I see they've, they've drawn Rangers in the cup. That'll be a tough one for them. But mm. we hope for a big crowd there tonight. And it's not just women out at the, at the games now. I think more and more of the guys are going along. Yeah, and I think uh, you're seeing families going along, yeah. which uh, I think is a different feel uh, to it. And uh, I think these young girls that are taking up the sport need need to see these role models, and they need to see them playing well. They need to see them be successful. And you know, any Scottish side in any sport getting to the pinnacle, getting to the World Cup, is absolutely what what you want. And I, I just hope there is a a big crowd there tonight. And I know we've got uh, Suzanne Winters at the game, Mark Benstead's mm -hmm. there. Uh, they're hoping for a, you know, a big result, and then they can go on and uh, hopefully take care of the Republic of Ireland as well. Rachel Corsi, the captain, as we mentioned, said she still regrets that they didn't do well in 2019, and she's determined to do much better this year. Uh, I see they were talking about the feelings every day. They had to go in every day and see how how they feel. And the manager, uh, Pedro Martinez Losa says they've got stronger and stronger during the week. They're in a great frame of mind for the match tonight. So good luck, Scotland. It was on there. Uh, we actually yeah. had him on the pro license. Pedro, uh, right. he came yeah. on and done a presentation. So super energetic, really yeah. positive. So I'm sure he'll be looking forward to tonight's, tonight's opportunity. Good luck to Scotland against Austria. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Back to uh, last night. First of all, Ange Postacoglu speaking, but he didn't have much to say though, but the, the burning topic for the Celtic fans is what's happening with Carter Vickers and what about their skipper, Callum McGregor? No, not yet, but obviously, um, you know, for him to come off, I'd suggest it's not uh, it's not something small, so we'll just have to wait and see, but um, yeah, I'll wait and see what the medical team. Any it's thoughts on the game overall? Disappointed at the outcome, obviously, and I uh, think... Uh, yeah, for the most part, we we matched it with them. We you know, we were aggressive and created some good opportunities. Obviously, you know, they got the goal in the counter attack. We had some really good chance in the first half, well in the game. Scored a good goal to get level, and uh, we just got a bit negative in our mindset after that. And especially with with the ball and sort of invited pressure, and you can't give away goals like that at this level. And you know, we paid the price, and then sort of momentum 
sort of went with them after that. So Andy, it switches to the early kickoff. Your game on Sky on yep. Saturdays at twelve thirty kickoffs in Johnson against Celtic. Because you've seen it year after year in the media. Mm. Uh, obviously, when you were playing, you were all caught up in it. But often, this is all forgotten. Champions League, Europa yeah. League, Conference League. As long as you win the league, whether you're Celtic it, or Rangers, I think sometimes it can be really difficult going to um, an away European match and then coming back playing on the Saturday. You've got a European game. Uh, the following week I think Ange Postecoglou will probably make a couple of changes bring in some some fresh legs maybe Abeldegard who got a, a taste of the action the other night maybe he'll play from the start um, hopefully Callum McGregor's not out for long I mean he'd miss the game anyway because he's suspended but I think it's crucial if Celtic want to progress in Europe that not only do they get him back they get Carter Vickers back because those two are leaders and that's what you need in the middle of the park and obviously defensively as well. Kenny, what's it like coming back from a European game and then you're into it? It's pretty quick, isn't it? Where are we Thursday night now, tomorrow, Friday? Um, it's really Saturday morning. Well, you're, you're out there on the pitch preparing for the game with St. Johnson. How tough can that be? Yeah, it can, particularly. When, when any kind of travelling involved, it's, mm. it's always harder. You know, your, your training will be affected or your next day's training could be affected. You may, you may stay overnight, you may travel back the next day, so straight away you're into a Friday before you're actually doing any work, which... With everything that goes on in sports science with your two-day recoveries, your match day minus one, it's, it's what you actually do at that moment to try and get the team prepared. I mean, you have to do something. You know, you have to, I mean, the lads need to get, or as a coach or a manager, you need to give them some kind of information leading into the game you're about to play. So it's, it's, it does become tough, but you know, when you're playing at the top clubs, this is this is what you're there to do. You're there to get through 50, 60 game seasons. Uh, play midweek, play European games, even then the guys that play the internationals as well, you don't really get that break. So you just have to roll through it and uh, and, and get on with it. And ultimately, like you say, it's, it's about winning a league for Rangers and Celtic. So there's three points available. You don't want to be slipping up too often, if any. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big weekend after the after the European games. Uh, Andy, they flew home, didn't they, after the game last night, so it would be late. Did you find it tough to switch off when you would fly back after European games? I think the, the rules are different. I mean, I can remember coming back from Georgia, from Batumi, mm-hmm. with yeah, uh, Celtic. Yeah. That was a Thursday night we played and the game went on on the Saturday. Did you still have Georgia in your mind when you came back? <laughs> That's very good. It's terrible. That's very yeah. good, I like that. But so, um, sorry, what happened then? So it was yeah. just, uh, I mean, we. I think we ended up drawing uh, 1-1 with uh, Motherwell. Uh, God love him, Phil O'Donnell. Uh, scored on the, the Saturday but yeah I think the rules are changed now if you play on a Thursday you can switch your, your league game to, to the Sunday but uh, not back then and of course it wasn't group stages when I was playing European football it was all knockout and we said a few times this week it was uh, 100 years ago yesterday the late great Jock Steen uh, mm. was born what a difference he made in Scottish football didn't he he raised the bar for everybody memories of Jock yeah. obviously before your time Andy but you know you grew up in my, an era where everyone talked yeah, about him my dad introduced me to him briefly uh, my dad used to uh, do some work for the supporters association he was their uh, accountant and uh, I, I felt really lucky growing up because um, you know my dad did some stuff with Kenny Dalglish with Billy McNeil with Danny McGrain with Tommy Burns and you know, I had my picture to it. It was wow. never, um, yeah. you didn't have phones or anything and you, you got an autograph and you got a picture taken yeah. and uh, still got them in the house from, you know, when I was just a, a wee tot. So they're, they're great memories. Kenny, your memories, you'd hear about Jock Steen. Yeah, obviously way before my time. I know, I know, young, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I am, but no, obviously, absolute legendary manager, Scottish manager. 
I mean, there's been we've had so many mm. managers uh, of that type of ilk. So it's uh, yeah, but it was uh, touching on what Andy was saying there. It's interesting because again, you never had the phone when I was growing up. You never had the phones, but uh, I'd got a, I got a, I was training with Motherwell on my birthday one thing. I got a wee signed birthday card for David Cooper, and oh. I still had that on my wall to when I to the day I left my mum's house. Mm. It's, uh, I'm, I'm sure she'll still have it somewhere. What a player! What a man, David Cooper. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was just doing a program. Uh, yeah. It was Davy and uh, Charlie Nicholas. I think Tommy Craig was yeah, sort of was. The, the the main I, coach. I worked on that. I was the senior producer. Well, on that, I remember that. they asked me yeah. out to yeah. to do a wee bit. Yeah. And uh, you know, Davy was there, Charlie was there, and yeah, um, yeah I mean, That's tragic, my God, tragic to mm. go so young. What a player, and of course, not just Rangers. Uh, at Motherwell, they love him as well. He's revered at Motherwell, yeah, wasn't he? Yes, the, of course. The David the, Cooper stand. David Cooper stand. I was going to say that. You see it every time you go to Fair Park, and you see pictures of him all over Ibrox as well. There's still a fair number of David Cooper. You know, again, when you've been, you've been working alongside guys like uh, Ian Durant and, and Alan yeah. McCoyst, mm-hmm. and obviously working under Walter Smith. Uh, they guys talk about him all the time, you know, and, and about how good a player he was. I mean, I still I mean, it was, it was the Skull Cup, the goal where oh, yeah. he smashes oh. it into the roof of the net. I <laughs> the remember driver watching cup, it. Was, uh, yeah. you know, it was the Skull Cup at was the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, well, uh, I remember it was the, of Rangers Aberdeen. It was about two or three years in a row. Oh, there was yeah. a, it was the, that, the, that spell. So The other experience yeah. I had with David Cooper was he loved his tennis. Yes. And I played a bit of tennis when I was younger. I'm talking younger, when I was like maybe 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And came up against uh, David Cooper. Would he, have, would he have played for a... Was it Clyde Bank or something? He did, he started yeah. at Clyde Bank. You're no, absolutely but I'm right. Talking, I'm talking oh, about yeah. a tennis club. Probably. No. Anyway, yeah. we played the doubles and David Cooper was on the other side of the net. So. Some of the great characters in go. Scottish football. Yeah, he was uh, some player. Uh, Celtic losing last night 3-1 against Leipzig, but both Kenny and Andy reckon, well, Celtic are still in it. They could well come third and they could come second in the group because the result last night, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, 2-1 to Real Madrid, but that was a good result. Well, I think Celtic supporters are looking for Real Madrid not to drop any points because obviously they're, they're looking at the two home games now that they've got uh, against Leipzig next week. And then the last one against Shakhtar before they go to Madrid. Um, so if you can get two home victories, absolutely you can you can finish second. But it won't be easy. I think Leipzig are the are the more difficult uh, team. Really impressed with them last night. Their just their athleticism, their physicality, the way they played football. A couple of special players. They'll be, they'll be a big threat in Glasgow. I just want to mention, I jumped in and said the Dreiber Cup. That was definitely before your time, though. <laughs> Davy Cooper scored one of the greatest goals. Yes, that was, was that game. Exactly. So My first all, Celtic uh, Rangers game. Yeah, August the 4th, 1979. You were, uh, and Davy oh, no, Cooper, this there, is, a, a, I just checked that. it here. It was about to score a goal that would go down in Scottish football history. Skillful winger nipped past several Celtic defenders, playing some keepy-uppy on the way to put the ball in the net for Rangers in the 78th minute. It's an amazing one. You'll find it um, on... Yeah. I was born for about four months later. Were you? Yeah, just <laughs> well, the other one, I was at that game because uh-huh. I remember John McDonald scored and mm-hmm. I think Sandy Jardin scored a, a hell of a goal. Is that right? Yeah. You know, he came from the right back area and put it in with his left peg, actually. Um, Good man. Yeah. Well done. There you go. Football memories here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, with Kenny Miller and Andy Walker. The gulf between the teams in the Champions League. The manager, GVB, was asked about this. 
you know, the gap is, is obviously. I mean, you don't have to look at the squads, and we, we both have. You know, it's it's like we are competing against one of the best sides in Europe. So the gap is there. It doesn't mean you have to lose the game. I think we competed really well because uh, it's a strong team, set pieces. We defended really well, which is very hard because they take it really well. They have good headers. You know, we will learn from this game. My team will learn from this game. My players personally. And we should take those experience, you know, into the next game and also into the league. Kenny, what are you hearing there from GVB? Well, again, he's, he's stating facts about the, the gulf and resources, mm-hmm. and which then leads to quality. But the Europa League teams are just going along the TV as we're watching there. And you look at some of the teams that are in that as well. The same can be said about that. You've got Man United, one of the biggest clubs mm-hmm. in the world, spent over a billion over the last, I don't know, what is it, five, six years on players. Mm-hmm. Like, the resources in that level, West Ham, West Ham, have got so many more resources, they're going to spend £50 million on a player. Like, we're never going to see a, a Rangers or a Celtic spending that kind of money. So, it's, it's just facts when you're playing against that level of the club. The gulf is there. But, on any given night, mm-hmm. as Celtic have proved, Rangers have proved over the years, you can compete on any given night. I do believe the knockout stages are different. They're a yeah. different fixture to when you're playing in this little league format at the moment because you've got, you know, you can protect something and you can get them back home or if you can take a lead across. It does change the dynamic of the game ever so slightly, I, but it is, I still think that's Giovanni's kind of made a comment I think when the emotions were running high after the Ajax game about resources and things and I think he looked when asked the same question he's kind of detracted away from that kind of statement that he went for after the yeah, Ajax he's, game. he's been more careful with his language yeah. when he was asked previously and he said no no you need hundreds of millions to compete and uh, you don't so um, he's been more careful with his language and you know, we can say the same thing about uh, you know Celtic Rangers place in Johnston and St Myrna at the weekend mm-hmm. how can they possibly of compete course with Celtic Rangers they can't financially but on occasion they do on the park and that's what makes these games difficult you get players on £2,000 a week which is a lot of money for most people but against Celtic Listen, Rangers players are, on 20000 yeah there are some players in the Scottish Premiership that are on hundreds of pounds a week mm-hmm. so um, yeah they're not all on the on the high rollers but even no. the ones on the 2000 which is probably towards the top 2 or 3000 you're up against 20 and 30000 pounds a week players but when they're playing up against although Ajax don't have that kind of structure I'm going to talk about them shortly because Marco van Basten is slaughtering them at the moment he's given Calvin Bassi saying I don't see where the 19 million pounds is but the point in that will be is that going to be a crucial game? Is there going to be something in it for Rangers in that last fixture? And we're going on the lines. We're going to be speaking to uh, Jim, uh, a fan, just after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thank you, Chris. Let's go straight on to the lines. And it's Jim who's on from Rutherglen. Hi, Jim. Good evening. How are we doing, guys? It's yeah. a wild night out here, mate. Is it getting worse? Been a, yeah. It's, aye, 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 it's pretty bad out here. It's, uh, it's been a bad week for Scottish teams in football in Europe again. Yeah. With the two results the last couple of nights. But uh, my point is, is one broadcast for the last few weeks was getting a bit of a battered to bother to post about the, the run of results he was getting. And mm-hmm. probably rightly so. But I, I think the is of the unsplashed of Coglu. I believe that Celtic have won one of their last five games. Does he not come under the microscope? Because I'll tell you something, uh, you hear him saying that he's not going to change his way of playing football or whatever else. Last season and this season, Celtic's run of results in Europe are absolutely abysmal. 
and he didn't seem to be coming under the same criticism as one Brock or something again. Andy, what would you say to Jim, the Rangers fan from Rutherglen? I, I think Ange Postacoglu is under pressure every week and uh, he seems to be reacting well to it. It's a, a difficult spell. They're not firing on all cylinders. Um, I think there's been... I think there's been a transformation about this Celtic team over the last uh, 12 uh, months since Ange Postacoglu has come in. So um, I think you get, you probably find most Celtic supporters excited about the prospect of uh, watching their team. And uh, we're, we're I mean, getting hammered, Andy. <laughs> they're getting hammered. They'll get hammered last night again in Europe. Yeah, yeah, they competed last night and they, they got beat 3 right. 1. Okay, so it's alright to compete, but you've no to win. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, that's not what you're, not what I'm saying. I think Champions League is difficult to compete against, and I, I really enjoyed watching Celtic against uh, Real Madrid. Didn't I, I wondered whether they would be able to compete, but uh, I, I saw the attacking intent there. Uh, I think most Celtic supporters are, are buying into this uh, way that he wants to play. It was successful last season uh, I don't think you and I found many Celtic supporters that I knew uh, last season uh, expected Celtic to win the league so for him to turn that around in the way he did the manner he did the style of football you know everyone is buying into it and um, uh, you know you're, you're just hoping for more to come you're hoping for uh, better results in Europe Kenny what would you say to Jim? Well, he's, he's got his facts absolutely spot on. It has been 1-1-5. One, one Obviously, three of the matches were Champions League matches, uh, which, which are tough. Do you have, and you know what it is? It is? Sometimes it's really, really good management from managers who seem to kind of deal with the press in the right way and there's always a perception about things. I mean, Celtic have been a flying start this year, playing and again competing against Real Madrid despite losing 3-0. Going to Shakhtar should win the game but don't win the game. Last night there's positives to take out and I actually agree with all those statements but like Jim says, the losses, it's 1-1-5. One, one it's only two points ahead of Rangers uh, and again, I'm not saying this but I know a lot of Rangers fans have said this. Had Willie Collum got a decision right, they might be level points right now and Rangers have not played well this season and Celtic have, have been getting all kind of plaudits for their win and rightfully so but he's not going to be under pressure you know because everything Andy says they've been building something across Celtic Park over the last 14-15 months now under Ange he won the league in that first year which was highly unlikely at the start of the season I don't think there was anybody that gave Celtic a chance and and they won it and they eventually won it well that's why I think Giovanni has come under a little bit of pressure because the league was kind of it wasn't thrown away Celtic took it but Rangers also played their part in, the, in that by dropping too many points getting too many draws so uh, no I don't think and I, by the way I also think the pressure on Giovanni and the criticism thrown at him was maybe a little bit premature as well mm. so I think you're always going to be under that. Andy said old firm managers are always going to be under pressure with a run of poor results. Rangers had their 4-0 against Celtic, 4-0 against Ajax, 3-0 against Napoli. And now Celtic will be well aware that they've only won one game in the last five and they'll be looking to get back on a winning run. And Jim, Giovanni came under pressure, if that's what we would call it, from Rangers fans. I mean, correctly so. But as I'm saying, the media, there was a, there was a lot of, you know, in the media and all about how under pressure he was and all the rest of it. Again, what Andy, what's a Coglu has got to change his tactics in Europe. He's got to. He can't keep going. I know you're saying that you're, you can see him attacking, blah, blah, blah. Still keep us three good chances last night. But 
I feel Rangers missed two or three good chances in the last ten minutes at Anfield the other night and all. Mm-hmm. So again, and I put I felt Rangers had actually got a doing the other night until they started maybe trying to get at them. I don't, I don't think he will change, uh, Jim. I think he's got a way of playing. He wants it to be successful. And maybe you looked at, uh, you know, previous, uh, previously it was Brendan Rodgers who wanted to play a pretty open way and, uh, you know, took a took a few absolute doings in, in Europe, lost seven to, who was it? Was it PSG? PSG, PSG. Five yep. to Bayern, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So, yeah, they can be embarrassing, but... I think right now there's a frustration about Celtic. They sh- I think they should be on three points. They should have beaten uh, Shakhtar away from home. They created enough chances, dominated the game, didn't look as though they were going to lose it. Had enough chances to win it and they only got a point. So they should be on uh, three points. Last night, uh, away from home, difficult team, difficult fixture, created chances and couldn't take them. And that's where the frustration is. Gave away a, a really stupid soft goal. But I don't think you'll see a different approach from Ange Postecoglou. This is the way he wants to play. And I think most uh, Celtic supporters are buying into it. Jim, here's your manager speaking about the upcoming games in the Champions League. Before, you know, it's, it's a very, very difficult group, you know, with, with, with teams who are, are uh, from a high level. You know, big defeats you see in this, in this, in this group stage. And... Uh, we have to concentrate to be in, Euro, uh, in Europe after the break, and it means the results has to come our way, and we have to get, uh, you know, points in the next two games. Uh, so that's the only thing we can have still uh, a chance to play Ajax the last game and and hopefully qualify for Europe also after the World Cup. So he says we need to get points in the next two games. Do you think your team will, Jim? Uh, again, I think it. A level too far for us. Probably the same as Celtic. Andy, you said there about Celtic missed 12 Andy. Celtic could have lost about six or seven goals last night. And when you had a, when you had complained about it, Andy. You're determined to bring this right back to Celtic. We're trying to bring it <laughs> on to no, Rangers, but Andy. I, th- yeah. I think Celtic could have lost more. But if you want to compare, how many could Rangers have lost at Anfield, do you think? If it wasn't for Alan McGregor, probably the same. But again, Andy, I'm being honest. I'm, I'll, I'll say if it's, if it's black as white. I'm saying okay. that Celtic missed a few chances. But Celtic easily last night could have lost six or seven goals and couldn't complain. Two two VAR decisions were very very debatable. What, do you think they were wrong though? Because well, they, were, yeah. they, were bored, they were borderline. They could have went either way. <laughs> Kenny, no. Kenny, former Rangers striker. No, the, yeah, this, I know. Yeah, no, it'll be no, interesting sure. when the VAR comes in here. Love the chat. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting because mm. you know you do get uh, controversial VAR yeah. decisions. I've seen enough of them down south to think. Oh. I don't know if I'm a big fan yeah. of VAR. Do you really want to get everything right? Do you, need, do you want to look at everything forensically? Um, and it's going to be everything right either. That's, and, that, and that's they the reality. And they, mm-hmm. it'll, be, it'll be fun in games with, with VAR when it, when it comes in here. We'll have to extend the show to four hours when VAR comes Absolutely, in. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you going to that meeting next yeah. week with the VAR and the rest? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh. Jim will depend on the weather if they get to it the way it is tonight Jim thanks for calling enjoy your weekend all the best cheers Jim Jim. straight out there from the blue corner and uh, I would love to hear it's only maybe it's not only in Glasgow does it happen in Liverpool with the Everton Ah, fans it it probably Uh, does doesn't it yeah yeah. I remember it happened in Sheffield we used to go home and Listen to the, the, yeah. the radio, and it was praise or grumble, and everybody was <laughs> always on about praising or grumbling yeah. about. Uh, but 
this one and that. That's one. a great thing about this. Same everywhere. People entitled to their opinion. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. it's. I mean, you're bringing it up based on facts, mm-hmm. which which is again one one in five is a fact. Then, it's, again, he's also trying to protect his own club. Why? Why is the pressure always mounting on 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 Giovanni? And it's maybe not going on. The reality is. You're always going to be on pressure on, on, uh, uh, as an old firm manager when you have a, a poor run of results. Giovanni had a really poor run of results against Celtic, against Ajax, and against Napoli, and they came obviously back to back. It was a real poor run of results. They've bounced back. They've won their mm-hmm. last two league games. The oh, but they went to, they went to Anfield and lost two 0 And you know what? It's not the two 0 loss. I think that people that's, that's the way the game yeah. was lost, and I don't always like that kind of. There's a way to lose because you don't want to lose, but I think when you're you're in the Champions League and it's well now it probably is last chance saloon for Rangers coming to Ibrox next yeah. week. That if you've got any hope of being in European football, and like Giovanni was talking about, then you're going to need to win games of football. To win games of football, you need to create chances and score goals. And uh, that's something that Rangers over the first three games in the Champions League have not really looked like scoring a goal as yet. Just over an hour away from kickoff at Tynecastle, there'll be 20,000 and Robbie Nielsen has been speaking about the importance of the fans. Most of them will be uh, the Hearts fans up against Fiorentina. Andy, that's a great game tonight, isn't it? In the, in the rain at Gorgie. Yeah, hopefully one they can win. Yeah. Uh, give themselves a, a chance. A good result uh, against Riga, but you know they've, they've lost a couple of games in the group and it would be great, as you say, if it's a, a full house at Tynecastle. Um, and hopefully they can keep 11 men on the pitch that was sure. a daft tackle at the weekend Oof. that just killed the game what was he thinking? what were you thinking? 2-0 down and as soon as you go to 10 men game's over just a matter of how many Rangers will get after that GVB was great I wasn't sure what he was going to do Kenny when he came off and GVB yeah. just you know said you're better than that basically Yeah. <laughs> you know what he's the player that kind of he does like, live on the edge with, the, with, with that was his uh, yeah. I've seen him in Australia when we played against him. He loved to get in the tackle. He loved to be in the thicky things. Uh, and you see him doing that type of thing a lot for Hearts when his mate's got kind of a bit of pressure on the ball. He goes across to help out. He just overstepped the mark in that situation. You know, and the red card was it was the correct decision. I don't think he's he's went in to hurt anybody, but that kind of stamp in motion is is it's always going to lead to a red card. So the referee got it right. It was already 2 0 when it finished 4 0. Even with 11 men on it, could he finish 4 0? But it gave Hearts a, a mountain to climb against a, against a good team. What about Hearts tonight? Do you think they might get a point or? I think they can I think they absolutely can they're they're a good team they've had some decent performances already Uh, in Europe I I thought they were very unfortunate to go out of the Europa League against Zurich some Hearts fans similar to kind of Rangers and Celtic fans might have thought the Europa League might have been a wee bit of a big step for them so maybe happy they're in the Conference League but there's no doubt they'll compete over the course of this group brilliant result uh, in, in the last game so they'll be looking to build on that particularly at home 1-1 1-1 the latest scoreline that's at Man United isn't it they've come back 1-1 tell you more in a moment or two listen great card this weekend we swing back to the Premiership Andy Hibbs Motherwell you touched on earlier a terrific game at Easter Road that's another Andy Walker Derby Hibbs Motherwell Indeed. played for those two and a fancier <laughs> yeah. draw and Livy against Ross County uh, both of them looking for points Kenny big time uh, well yeah. listen I don't think you can always you can never rule Livingston out at home Ross County are not in any great form and that was a really, really disappointing result. But knowing Malky, he'll be wanting a response after the other night. But I would probably go for Livingston. 
Dundee United against Aberdeen the new firm derby as it was of course Jim Goodwin will be in the stand for six games and maybe maybe eight Andy who do you fancy there? I'm going to go for Aberdeen that was a great victory uh, that they had at home but and United struggling oh. really struggling badly at the, the foot of the table might uh, become detached when they if they lose that one Can they take anything United? They can. They're going to have to have a big improvement in the performance level. But I would go for Aberdeen. Aberdeen scoring a lot of goals, playing some good stuff. Again, Jim seems to be getting the right kind of tune out of his players now. Yep. Is there is it business as usual with the big two playing the the Saints, Celtic at lunchtime against St Johnson, Rangers, St Mirren, Kenny? Yes, for me. Yep. Yes, they're going. I to... think it'll be two two comfortable ones. Andy, what do you reckon? Looking forward to it at uh, St Johnston. Obviously, yep. uh, Celtic will need to shake it up a little bit mm-hmm. and put some new players in. I think Abeldgaard will probably play from the, the start and it'll be interesting to see what he's got to offer. Celtic win, you reckon? I think Celtic will win and Rangers uh, will win, yeah. So no change there. Andy, thanks a million for coming pleasure. in. Kenny, great to see and Always hear you again. Brilliant night tonight, isn't it? Just after, so much to talk about. Let's hope we've got more points or points on the board in the coming weeks. Uh, Jokal Day is up next. We're back here with Barry and Mark tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota opens this October in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And special advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota opens Monday, October the 17th at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.